When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hello and welcome to the Churros. Tacticas Podcast. This is your host, Kian Sobani, joined by my co-host, Diego Lorin. It is Monday. It is a rare Monday for this. We usually be, we've been recording on Tuesdays the last few weeks, but we're back on Monday. It is March 7th, and uh, I wanted to roll the R's today because we had a good game. We had a first good game because in a long time. Mbappe's injury report. No, that's how many. Not. That's no, no, how no. many R's Mbappe's injury is going to come out. No, how many R's of we would never oh celebrate God. that. Oh I'm already, I feel cringe for every Real Madrid fan who has said something about celebrating that injury. Um, I want no part of it. That's not why I'm rolling my R's, Diego. I want to make that very clear publicly. I'm happy that we had a really good game and a good performance to talk about. It wasn't just like a results-based thing that we're happy about. It was a performance-based thing that we're happy about, which is we have good momentum heading into the PSG game. And so that's why I'm happy. Um, but, you know. Barca obviously won as well, and they keep it rolling, and you should be happy as well. So, Diego, we should. I just want to say before we get into the football, this episode of the Churros y Tacticas podcast is brought to you by Manscaped, <laughs> where you can get 20% off and free shipping with the code Churros, C-H-U-R-R-O-S, only two R's in the code, C-H-U-R-R-O-S, manscaped.com, use uh, code Churros for 20% off and free shipping. Have you gotten your uh, new pack? New package yet from them? I haven't. I, it's a little I, bit. I meant to tell you. Yeah. I didn't get the confirmation uh, email neither that, uh, you know, the form had been submitted. So thank you for pointing that out. Follow up with them today. Um, I got oh, mine. Wow. It's like super useful. It's all the stuff I buy. Lip balm, body wash. Um, you got, and we got an, um shampoo and conditioner. And so that's perfect. These Canadian dry winners, man. I need I need the lip balms. I need I need you know multiple of those. So really really big thanks to, to Manscaped. Been been very happy with their products. Diego, where do you want to start this week? There's not we as much off field Madrid. drama. No, but... no, and 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 after coming off of the back of such a 
com- convincing. You said great performance, a convincing, commanding uh, performance. Great victory. Hey, Real Madrid can score beautiful goals too and pull off a very uh, strong performance uh, against the Real Sociedad side uh, that... Uh, you know, underwhelmed. Certainly, there was some sort of glimmer of hope that something was gonna they or were going to pull something out of this game after the early penalty caused by Carvajal, which uh, at this point has to be a concern for all Madridistas, but not to damper the party at the moment because things are looking good. You're coming into this game against PSG with a lot of momentum, good momentum. Real Madrid in the league doesn't lose; uh, just two losses so far. And, um, uh, you know, Camavinga scoring, just cracking goals. Modric obviously continuing to be solid uh, from time to time. You know, you, you'd have to say that his consistency is somewhat, uh, he can be brilliant uh, on occasions. And he was so against Real Sociedad. Angelotti showing that uh, he can actually implement high press and uh, again against a team like Real Sociedad who did at some moments showed some sort of threat or trying to hit Madrid on a counter and you know uh, uh, let's say three on three situations just didn't have you know what a PSG obviously has hopefully has if Mbappe plays and your Neymar's and and your Messi's of course uh, where you would hope and imagine. <laughs> Hope if you're uh, a culé uh, that PSG could cause more damage than Real Sociedad. But again, not to take anything away. Uh, this was a great performance from Madrid. Solid. Will they be as effective against PSG? That, of course, is the big question, I think, at this point. Uh, and will this strategy be as successful? We we'll probably see a more conservative uh, Madrid side against PSG would be my guess. More conservative than the first like and... Or sorry, less conservative than they were in the first leg and more conservative than they were against Real Sociedad is my guess. Somewhere in between where you can have a higher block and you can press a little bit higher, but not you're not deep enough that you can't counter. You're not in a good position to counter, but you're also not that gung-ho where it's like, you know, it's only one mm. goal to overturn at the end of the day. It's not We're not coming back yeah. from 8-2 uh, on bullshit. So um, I just wanted to also say that I think Real Sociedad are in some ways the perfect team to face before a game like this where you need mm. because Real Sociedad right. are this Some weird self-team. team they're a weird team to me in that they're big so that anyone who faces them like whether it's Real Madrid or Barcelona they go into the game thinking oh shit it's Real Sociedad we gotta make sure we're on top of our game but at the same time mm-hmm. they've been so underwhelming this season in so many aspects of the I game see. that they're also like a kind of a wounded animal you can kind of beat up on and gain some confidence into a big game. That's a that kind point. of thing, that's what happened. Because I think Real Sociedad, like you said, they tried to put some counters together. I thought that our transition defense was really good. Oyarzabal hasn't been as lights out as he usually is. You and I discussed Alexander Isaacs hasn't been yeah. the same this Isaac, season. Isaac, of course. Yeah. Silva is older. Mm-hmm. Um, so they were missing like all three of their starting potential left back so Goro Sabalo was went to the left back situation so it was kind of a we got not to take away anything from our performance which I thought was really good I also thought we got the perfect team to face and beat up on and gain a lot of confidence heading into the PSG game which was perfect which is what we needed PSG coming off of a back of a, a, another loss in league um which come on everyone was like You're oh Canadian. Now- you can pronounce that better nice League 1. Uh, oh, that one. Oh, League 1. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, there you go. There you go. <laughs> it's funny because I actually took French immersion up until grade 12. 
7 to 12. Well, it would be, it's probably obligatory, no? No, it's not. No. Hmm. Um, so much hate. No, I, I look, no, French immersion means that everything was in French for me. Oh, I see. Like, not just that I took French class. That I got you. All the I got math you. Oh, was okay, in French, okay. science was so in French. They submerged you. Yeah. Dans le français. And if you said a just word in English, you'd come away with the big, big ruler <laughs> stick and slap your hands. Merde. <laughs> uh, Alors. It's, it was actually, re- no, it was actually really strict. You'd lose like, you have like three chances from what I remember. And if you hit three in like a week, then you get like something happens to you. You get kicked out of class or some or something. It was, it was quite strict. <laughs> I don't I know what the... I was talking about. Lee you, you were talking. <laughs> yes, Lee Gun. Lee Gun. No, no, uh, PSG coming off of the back of a loss. Yeah. In PSG coming back. Yes. Of, which, so Pochettino had an interesting point. In the press conference yesterday, I think it was, where, or no, it must have been after the game. So, Saturday night, it must have been. Because after they lost that game, everyone, started, the narrative was like, oh, the tide has shifted. Real Madrid are in form, PSG are all of a sudden yeah. not. And Pochettino was like, I, something, he said something that I've been saying for weeks now, that I don't really care what PSG's form is. I don't care. Like, and then Pochettino was like, if you remember before the first leg, we also lost 3-1 to Nantes. And PSG are this type of, I think they're in this weird situation where no one's holding them accountable to be good week in, week out in that league. They they do mm-hmm. enough to just win that league at this point. And they save yeah. all the energy for games like that are coming up on Wednesday. So, uh, but I but on the flip side, I think Real Madrid's form matters. They needed that. They needed exactly what happened on on Saturday, Diego. So 100%. we're feeling better now. How how good are you feeling about uh, Camavinga at the moment? You talk about players. You know they needed that. If any player needed that, it would have been Camavinga. I love him. Like, who's your favorite player right now? Like someone like you're like you get like emotional if they score a goal or something. <laughs> he does he have to wear a white shirt? No, no. Just who who's your favorite? Who's ah, your favorite guy? Okay. Okay. Oh, thank God. You didn't have to make me like, confess anything. Uh, well, your favorite white shirt guy oh, well, is Of Vinicius. course, Ansu. Okay. I, I, I can't deny Do I have a soft spot. Could have been so, dressed in blue and red. Well, Ansu. With Ansu, man. Big time. So, Kamavinga sure. is like, probably like my version of Ansu then. Because right. I oh, just... Really? I love... Yeah, oh my God. I love him so much. Mm. I love the way he mm. plays. I love how physical he is. I love how he can throw people around even though he's still a teenager and I just love everything about him. Um so I just got really happy for for him after that game because it wasn't just about his goal. I thought his overall performance was great and he was playing in a position that where he can actually thrive and he can um actually be in higher yeah. pl- higher and advanced areas. It's kind of like to me it's like the similar debate mm. of like Frankie is not a six. He's not a Busquets. He's more of a box-to-box guy. And I, I actually thought Frankie against Elche, even though the only guys only scored two two goals, um, he got into such good position just making those runs as 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 a central midfielder that he can't really do as a DM. So it's kind of the same kind of debate. But um, I I just really like Kamavinga's performance from top to bottom. And I and I wonder, but I do wonder like what it means for PSG just in the sense that. Because Cruz still might not make it for that game, and Casemiro was mm-hmm. out, he might have to play in a position that is not his necessarily his best role. So, 
mm-hmm. there's that as well. But so I don't I don't really know what it means for the PSG game in that regard. But at least this is what I was worried about, Diego. That heading into this game, I was like, if if players like Kamavinga who are forced to play because of the injuries in this game don't play well, everyone's gonna pile on them. They're gonna be like, see, this is why Ancelotti doesn't rotate. So I'm just really lucky, and I'm just happy that. He played well because now we see, okay, we can get contributions from the bench. We have good players on the bench we can use. That part of the equation was really important for me. Rodrigo for Asensio, convincing also for you? I would. I mean, even though Asensio scored like pretty much on his first touch off the bench, but Rodrigo brings more to the table. He's, He's a better dribbler and he's better defensively, which is important against, you know, PSG on the flank. So... I I would start him. Like I, I don't know if the four three especially with Carvajal obviously behind him. That, I mean, again, I touched upon it quickly. It's got to be a concern. I was mentioning or asking for Madrid these days. He's uh, uh, causing penalties. Just can't keep up. Um. Yeah, and for that's part part of the reason. Even if Carvajal was in form, he still got to face like Neymar. Mbappe on that side, you know, plus Nuno, mm. plus Nuno Mendes. Mm. So I, Rodrigo, in that sense, is really important. If I like, I I don't know if I would start a four-three-three because you know there's arguments to made. Maybe you should go with a four-four-two and put four midfielders, like put Fede and Kamavinga together in that game to get you some control. Um, but if you're gonna play four-three-three, it should be Rodrigo or Asensio because. We saw what Asensio did against PSG, and Asensio just better off the bench. He's he always has been a more of a super sub than a, a player who can give you guaranteed reliable things from the start. So I, I hundred yeah. percent. If I had to choose between those two, I'd go with Rodrigo over over Asensio. Rodrigo played really well against Real Sociedad. Good dribbler, gave Gordo mm-hmm. Zabal all kinds of hell. Benzema as well, kind of hitting his stride again yep. before PSG. Super important. Modric, Modric yeah. was fantastic. I was. Uh... Yeah, Modric, that's what I was saying. Doesn't have that consistency, but obviously can still play brilliant on every, every any given day. Yeah. So, very good. Very Happy good. days. Well, First time in a while the, we've started with the Real Madrid the, segment. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and rightfully so. Come on. But on to the next round, knockout round of the Champions League it is, where you will face... Uh. Well, I don't know who PSU will face. It's nothing. I don't. I can't. Can't speak to that. I guess UEFA will decide. I don't see us getting. I'm looking that. forward to it. Ho- I'm hoping uh, that everybody can play and everybody will be healthy. It's going to be a hell of a match. How about this? If you agree that Barca are going to win the Europa League and we're going to do, oh my God! Imagine that scenario. If we win the Champions, you guys win the Europa League and we play each other in the Super Cup. Never thought about that. The that Super would be Cup. one wow. for the ages. That I I can promise that you. Would actually as 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 long as bad. I am on this earth, that will never happen again. That will be first the first never time it's ever again. happened, and the last time it's ever happened. That will never happen again. Where you have Real and Barca on the Super Cup, one Europa League winner, one Champions League winner. I would I would really uh, that might be the cup that I would want to win the most. <laughs> <laughs> the the Europa like League team punching hard- above its weight. Exactly. We got a classical coming exactly. up. I, it's too soon to talk shit right now. Um, we do. It's yeah, yeah, and soon as well. God damn it! Which I need to talk about that weekend. Anyway, do you want to before we transition? You want to let the audience know? So you are doing what exactly? You guys are having a pod on Saturday. Just quick, sell it to the listeners and me <laughs> and you. 
Um, well, <laughs> here's the thing. Right now, uh, we need to we need to sell a certain amount of tickets. So if we can get if we can, this is super impromptu. So if we can get like fifteen to twenty people involved, um, we'll do it. We'll go ahead with it, and we'll have a very small, intimate podcast. But if we don't hit that number, so we're not going to do it. So if you guys are are going to be in Madrid for Classical Weekend, and you want to just meet us, and you want to see like I'll be there, Ewan will be there. I'll I'll invite pretty much every single. English-speaking journalists in that city, and there's a lot of them, and they usually come out. So I'll just say you and I, but wow. as a baseline. But you know, there could be a bunch of special guests. If you are interested in that, um, you have to name sign drop, up, baby. Name drop. You have to sign up ASAP. You have to sign up ASAP. Otherwise, we're not going to do it. And also, we set out. Uh, we we create an event page, and there's early bird tickets. So if you want to be a part of it, you gotta you gotta get in now, like in the next week, because otherwise. We're just not going to yeah. do it, and if we do it, the prices will go up. So do it. Commit commit in the next week or so if you're planning on attending. So that out of the way. It'll be a Saturday okay. podcast. So the day before, what we'll do is, and if you come, we'll do we'll just talk a lot of sh- pregame shit, and we'll answer questions, ratings. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Uh, again, I'm gonna put all my efforts into. It. All right. We'll take your word for it. Well, I know you're um, you're dying to talk about Barcelona because um, you guys had I want you guys had sixty eight percent possession, which is which is fantastic for for your philosophies and your ideologies. So, do you want to talk about some of the passes you guys were were passing around? Triangles, pressing. What stood out to you about I'm, that Elche I'm, game? Hence, A little bit I'm, nervy. I'm guessing that from your tone that you want to talk about. Whether it was handball or not, and the the robo, what what the entire Madrid based press is basically crying about today because we're in third position and we're coming. Yes. You know, I don't read Madrid it's, press. I don't read press. Well, listen, I, football, but I know. Yeah, I enjoy re- I enjoy reading press where from wherever it may be, and uh, from certain journalists like Tomas Roncero, you expect. Uh, that type of narrative. However, even Alfredo Relaño, who you know I have uh, not just a lot of respect for, but I've I've been I've had the fortune to attend some of his lectures and you know respect and uh, that's going to be me a, one day when good, I'm older. I'm going to like man. just gradually become more and more disrespectful and just be senile and old and like just start yelling at everyone, <laughs> complaining about well, that. That's gonna that, that, that's just getting old. Yeah, exactly. That just happens when, mm-hmm. as you age. Yeah. But uh, anyway, yeah, a lot of them, uh, all the news was about that. The handball called in favor for Barca and the Jordi Alba handball not called in favor for Elche. And I'm thinking because one was a handball and the other one wasn't a handball. Are you, are we gonna just make things up now or just cry about the right decisions? Uh, as Mourinho, mind you, once famously said, uh, in a post match press conference ever after winning a Copa del Rey, um, and Pep Guardiola. Complaining about uh, well, he was right. No, he complains about that one. He was right. He was because it was in a Pedro. It was in an offside. Pedrito was in an offside position. It was the right call, as narrow as it was. Oh my god, the game. Anyway, the point being is like, I mean, one is a handball, the other one wasn't. If uh, I, I I guess you weren't aware of this discussion that has been uh, capturing the the front pages. So I just know I didn't read anything, but so I assume your your stance is that. The calls were correct. Yeah, they were correct. Yes, 
one is a weak handball that you don't like to see called. And I agree. However, according to the regulations uh, that are, the referees are now following, that was a handball because his arm was, you know, away from his body. He was making a movement as well. To I mean, he literally kind of pushes the ball out of uh, out of touch, out of uh, for a corner. I don't want to dispute entirely neither whether or not Memphis actually touched the ball right before, which I think there's a possibility from an angle that he might have, like it ricocheted from Memphis to um, shit. What the fuck was his name? Was it the guy who conceded the penalty? Yeah. Uh. Um, I'll tell you in one second. In any case, I have so many tabs open. Okay. But, uh, okay. Well, I looked that up. So I don't dispute that. But, but I got um, it. yes, it was Barragan. Okay. And uh, but, anyways, that's it. And and fucking, you talk about you know goals that made you feel good when fucking Memphis slammed in that penalty kick like as vicious as, of a penalty kick as I've ever seen. Uh, I felt genuinely good, and I felt that Barca over uh, in in a whole uh, as as a general deserved the three points and deserved to win the match based on our performance, which wasn't fantastic, wasn't great, but it I was felt that uh, Elche, you know, is it? But it was deserved. So yeah, yeah, oh yeah. I mean, you guys had you guys created a plenty of chances, even though like even right. though I mean, a Jesus. lot of the narrative that I saw was like, Poor oh, Barca Ferran, are are um are not playing that well. But like, if you look at it, I mean. Oh, Barca no. just we created dominated. way more chances, but mm. I think I think maybe there's you could maybe argue the standard was lower than what you guys have been doing in the past three games. Like you and I mentioned, there was like twelve goals in three games straight, right? So that's kind of the standard. Maybe mm. some people were holding Barca too. Um, so right, right. where do I yeah, stand on Obama the penalties? Young didn't have his most inspired night. You know, mm. Adama Ferran Torres uh, came on in the second half where he was quite frankly good, but continued to obviously miss chances. Frankie de Jong <laughs> missed probably, you know, the chance of uh, one of the chances of the season. Uh, I don't know if you saw that play, uh, but he really had the chance perfectly to to put us up 1-0 uh, yeah. and just basically passed it right to the, the final defender that was in between the, the, the three sticks. So... Barca had the chances. Elche, you got to give it to them. They're a side that are difficult to beat at home. I think only Real Madrid and Betis managed to pick up three points there. Um, and um, so they're well coached and, and, and disciplined and do what they do. So, yeah, And made they it hard. don't defend Not as deep as some of the other La Liga teams right. either. Neither, they, no. They, they no. try to attack you a little bit. <clears throat> Certainly. Um, and then, but they're taking, in credit to them, I had to pull off some miraculous saves as well. It was a great game for for Tostegan to get his autoestima, his self-esteem back, especially after uh, Barca had just, you know, managed to draw. And uh, then Elche had a chance to go ahead again, and he had to put, produce another really, really good save. So, Well, Ferran and Frankie both had uh, more than one amazing chance. I'd say they had, like, at least two each that were in just great goal-scoring positions. So... You guys yeah. created a lot again. Um, I I guess I'll just mention on uh, the penalties. I thought both calls were correct. I think, like, the first one, the Baragan one, was a penalty, and then the second one where it wasn't called was it? It was Jordi Alba, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That one is like me personally. I I don't. I wouldn't call that. I've seen people say, well, that's been called before. But 
you know, in a vacuum, it was the right call. The other ones that were called before shouldn't have been called. Let's just put it that way. So I, I don't think it was a penalty. Um, and I think, you know, I the the rules are always so vague and ever-changing, so it's always hard to keep up with what the handball rules are. But, like, there's no way that mm-hmm. that should be a penalty. Like, that's not the same as what Baragan did. Alba had no idea what, where the ball was and and like it just there's no way he was like trying and to... it's by his side yeah it's by, it's his, by side. his side it affect the trajectory of anything um and the same goes for pk i don't remember the pk one there was something with pk okay um and then the memphis penalty kick itself has to be the most unstoppable penalty <laughs> like if you hands if, down just like off the top of my head, that's the un- most unstoppable penalty ever kicked by a human being in any in, <laughs> since like eighteen eighteen hundreds. Like, there's, <laughs> you can't. There's nothing more unstoppable than that. It's literally a rifle in the top right corner. You can't. Is there any way you can perfect that? You can't bet no. better that. The one that always stands out to, in my mind as like unstoppable was, I don't know if you remember this, but in Euro the Euro two thousand. One of the knockout stages game, France versus Portugal, extra time, where Zidane lines up and he hits a top left corner and it's just bending up and it like goes in the top left. But this one yeah. was even better yeah, yeah, yeah. because it's just a laser. Like it's like you can't, it's one Straight. thing to place From it there. Even if, you, even if you place it there without power, it's probably a goal because it's it's so out of the keeper's reach. But this also had the, the venom behind it. So this is where this is where yeah, I stand. That's yeah. the greatest penalty ever taken, ever. That's it. Uh, I agree. I agree. And, no and one we saw already it. early signs of it too. Yeah. It's not the first time that he does this. This is sort of his thing, uh, and and he's perfecting. He's very brave, man. Like uh, you know, imagine someone just sailing over. You'd be like, "What the fuck's this guy doing?" Yeah, it's it's very risky. Um, and uh, oh man, unstoppable. You described it. From point A to B, the shortest is the shortest distance is a straight line. That's exactly what he does. Uh, I saw some sort of XG. It was an XG goal, uh, like an X goal or XGOL. It said, which okay. basically yeah. made it near impossible. Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know mm-hmm. exactly the stat it was. It was it the La Liga like one? Because La Liga brought this new thing. They basically rebranded XG and called it goal probability or something. Was it that? Oh, that's probably it. That might have been it. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. so XG with penalties, it's always the same. It's point seven four no matter what. That's the chance. Everyone, it's it's universal. But La Liga's mm. goal probability, I don't know if it might be calculated a bit differently. Where I I don't know if actually they calculate it differently, but yeah. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. 
Um, but the, about the PK thing, I, there was something with PK. I was trying to look at it now to pull it up, but it didn't. I didn't see it in the, in the highlights. Now that I quickly wanted to, as I brought up the point, it might have not touched his. There was something. I don't remember what it was now. But anyway, um, yeah, for me, no big controversy coming out of this match. Like we said, a Barca performance that really, uh, it, it was one of those kind of performances that you need in order to continue the good momentum and the good drive and and, 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 and really quite streak in the league. You know, Barca right now are, uh, since uh, 2022, the team that has racked up the most points uh, uh, in the league. And we're on course. We're doing good. We're on third now. So uh, with one game less, Sevilla uh, Betis points. obviously Sevilla dropping points. Betis, uh, Atletico are giving us a helping hand, and um, on we go, dude. Uh, in a big week for us as well. You know, obviously we're we're playing Galatasaray this week. The Europa League is coming in hot, man. Week after week, there's no rest in this league. The Europa League. Vicious. Only well, the strong survive. Our predictions. <laughs> is, that, is that a Tropic Thunder reference? That was very Robert Downey <laughs> Jr. in Tropic Thunder. Yes, it was. It's true. Good one. Well, our predictions on the Friday podcast over on patreon.com slash tacticas are off to a good start this Monday because we predicted Atletico are, are going to start surging. They, they took care of Betis pretty well. Um pretty comfortably and Sevilla I didn't predict it predict this but we entertained Lucas's idea that Barca are going to come second Sevilla now if you guys win your game in hand you'll only be four points back of Sevilla so that's becoming uh, an increasing probability and Real Betis dropping out of the top four a week after we said they're gonna drop out of the top four so there's that um it's great I wish I wish my crypto call uh, we're as good as my uh, footy calls. I'll be a happier man today. <laughs> I know nothing about that. I can't even partake in that conversation. Um, That's good. We had that uh, on the Friday podcast, we had a couple comments on it. One, some nice analysis from our man Taps. Mm. We also had uh, a comment from our patron, uh, Robert, Robert Palomaki. You want me to read it for you? Oh, please. Thank you. Robert says, zero basketball. Excellent. <laughs> so he was happy that we did not even all talk right. about basketball at all. Wow, we have basketball haters listening to us. Interesting. We have basketball. We had, we had I don't think I could ever hate a sport that much and be like, I don't want to fucking hear about that. If If... You know what I mean? If if I'm tuning into a, a podcast where I like the two, let's say, hosts, and and the, of course, the topics of discussion are important. I agree, but I couldn't imagine if on one I'm such a let's say fan and follower, like the in our case, obviously football, Barça Madrid, etc. To then, if we sometimes deviate the slightest to NBA, I would want to hear that out. You know, if it's golf, well, if it's American me, football or whatever. If I, if I listen to a podcast about something and they deviate to another subject, that's fine to mm. me. But then if mm. they have a whole segment on it, I'll switch to another podcast. 
not not mm-hmm. like not like sure. viciously and aggressively and right. fuck these guys but like like okay <laughs> i'm just on to the next one right? Waste my time. <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, sure. so i get it like i guess but like some people really like the basketball discussion i i i will continue to say i'm not a basketball expert i just really enjoy the game far so, from it, me too yeah, yeah so i just like to talk yes. about it sometimes but don't go to us for basketball yeah. analysis just go but just you know if you want to we're going to throw it <laughs> in here definitely there. way more qualified people yes yeah um, Certainly. So, do you want to? I mean, I have a crazy week because the PSG game is going to take the life out of me. But uh, so sure. I got a lot of work to do. But is there anything else that you want to discuss this week? Um, not anything pressing. Uh, Joan Laporta is uh, this year not one doing year a ago. one year today press conference. Yes, he's, he's he came to studio, so it was like a a big you know the commotion of oh somebody's coming to studio. The, the president in this case. Uh, and he's doing an interview, or he just did it. I think they should be done now. One year in, in as you said, Kian in in, uh, in power, in charge. Was that one Austin? And doing Powers? a good job, in my opinion. Doing a month. Eh? Was that Is Austin it? Powers? Yeah, baby. No, in power, in charge, baby. It's been one year. <laughs> you know what? Now, from now on, when I'm gonna translate. Joan Laporta from uh, Catalan or Spanish to English. I'm going to do the uh, try to do the Austin Powers. No, no, like, uh, here no, I am, no, no, do the Portuguese. Do the Portuguese one. I would love like yeah, you, yeah. for those of you guys who weren't aren't patrons. Diego did an amazing uh, Portuguese accent. He he did a great Casemiro impersonation on Friday, and it was it uh, had me in belly laughter. <laughs> Um tremendo partido do Real Madrid, Real Madrid, <laughs> clube número um, Real Madrid. Oh man, I would do anything oh, like no, on the day you quit Barca, just on the last time you have to translate the Laporta's conference, go out with a bang, just translate it in the Portuguese accent. I'd like, to, I'd like to see that. I could do that. I yeah, could do that. But to be honest, Casimiro's Spanish is quite fluent. But he just keeps. Uh, he does what I do in, in some language. Like when I speak German, I'll just sometimes throw Dutch words in there because I'm like, ah, it's the same. <laughs> he's like, no, I pachido de hermagia, sil mut, mut bang. And he uses some certain keywords that I had them on Friday. I'm, I'm, I can't. Think I don't think now. it's easy. Like I, you know, I I had that difficulty with Spanish and French a lot. Like. A lot of people say, well, it's easy to learn Spanish if you know French because some of it is similar. But actually, to me, it does the opposite. It confuses me, if anything. It confuses me. Like sometimes I'll, I'll throw in French words in when I'm talking Spanish. Or now I, I, if I'm talking French to someone, it doesn't happen that often anymore. But like I'll throw in Spanish words and I'm talking French. And to me, it can, it's actually confusing. Right. I sympathize with that. Mm-hmm. So... Diego's like looking at me in shock. Like, you don't pretend you know Spanish. You didn't even know what grapefruit was a couple of weeks ago. To be fair, you didn't know what it was either. I didn't either. Yeah, you I didn't, didn't either. either. And I don't. I, don't, I, I forget what it was already. You looked it up. Don't put me on the spot. I guess you know, I forgot as well. Yeah. Well, to be clear, in France, in no, no, it was like it was. Hostia puta, no, me olvidado. Doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Bad memory. In, doesn't matter. We're not. We're not gonna drag the podcast anymore. Um. No, what I did want to ask, are we are we done? Okay, you asked me for one more thing. No, I just wanted to ask about, uh, to close off the Camavinga topic, we kind of digressed and moved on to Barca, but I wanted to ask you, Tony yeah. Kroos or the Camavinga, where 
choose is you. Who do you choose? Well, the German if, accent is really my favorite. Though. I hate the German accent is my my least favorite one that you do. It's nah, so creepy. No, don't be like that. I don't. I'd do ra- that. So if Cruz is healthy, I would actually go Cruz, Kamavinga, and Modric is what I would do, and then maybe even throw Fetty in there on the right wing, so you get all four right. of them. Uh, yeah. If but if Cruz is not healthy, then it picks itself. It's Modric, Cruz. It's Modric, Kamavinga, and Fetty. Those three. <clears throat> I would okay. rather if. But I've told you this last week. I don't want Cruz at 50%, 70%, 80%, n- even 90%. I don't want. I want season is on the line. We need legs. Put him in there if he's 100%. If he's not 100%, then you go. Then just go with Kamavinga, Fede, and Moric. There it here. is. There it is. All right, all right. Predictions for Wednesday, buddy, before we log off? I think Madrid will go through. I okay. honestly do. Uh, when I said that on Friday, I meant it. Okay. We'll go with, uh, I do, I don't know. I think it, it, it might even be a big night in the Bernabeu, the one of those where I'm just going to be like, <sighs> like a 3-1. Oh, yeah, go, go, here, 3-1. All right. Uh, and I predict Barca will also be Galatasaray. Shocking. So do I. Yeah. 5-0. What else do we got? Uh, do you want to do you do um, take a crack at the other Spanish teams? So this week. All right, yeah. Uh, I'll t- we'll just go with the ones this week. Uh, so this week we have Manchester Atletico on Tuesday. Wow, tomorrow. So what do you predict there? Nice. Well, listen, if they can be, if they can repeat what they did last time they faced them with this United, quite frankly, in uh, free fall, dare I say, <laughs> you got to fancy Atletico's chances, man, to go through. Yeah. Also, I'm I mean, they, that the game way they beat Bet- Betis, come on. It's not this week. week. That's what I thought. Yes, yeah, it would have been perfect. Both Villarreal and right. Juve. Well, it's uh, it's next week. So, but if I had to jump ahead, the churro. <laughs> can you do that? Can you do churros, but in Portuguese? Churros, churros. Um, I'll say it like that. I think like you that. sound like my son when when he's he tries to say churros. <laughs> I would, I mean, especially Churros. the way Manchester, it's it's not just Atletico are playing well, Manchester are just, the Manchester City game was, I didn't watch it live, right. I didn't watch it the whole game at all, I right. just watched highlights and looked at the stats and I read some stuff and it's like, men amongst boys from what I understand, it was, it was like, a thing of beauty. it was like just Pep's team coming up for a training session and just yeah. putting like a bunch, just a bunch of kids in a blender and then leaving and that was it. That's what it was. So yeah, uh, but again, the you know who knows, who knows. We gotta put the beautiful, who knows. Beautiful football. Yeah. All right, let's wrap it up here. <clears throat> beautiful uh, we, football. We both got a busy, busy, busy schedule. Still so. win the Champions League this year. You know, I don't like this is their year. City Ooh. have to win the Champions League oh, this City. year. Yeah. Well, there are many teams in their way. We'll see. Come on, Pep. All right. Appreciate it, Diego. Thanks. Uh, we'll be back on Friday, patreon.com slash churrositacticas, and we'll see you guys there. Thanks, Diego. Talk soon. Take care. Peace out, you too. Peace. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? 
they're also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.